Michelle Sorrow, and this is Fire and Soul, a community where awakening leaders and truth seekers gather to unite in sovereignty in today's triggered world. Featuring courageous and compassionate conversations, Fire and Soul will help you reclaim sovereignty in life, love, and leadership. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world, starting now. Well, hey there, my friends, and welcome back to Fire and Soul. I'm really happy that you're here. Oh, man, what a month it's been. So today's January 31st as I record this in real time, and there's just, you know, there's a lot going on. And so the purpose of today's solo episode is all around learning how to clear our own energy because there is a lot in the collective. So let's just kind of recap on what's been going on this past month. Well, first of all, things got pretty heated with the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And so there was obviously a letter signed by 270, quote, medical professionals. But anyone who looked at that letter saw that about 85% of them were not actually doctors. (laughs) Very interesting. But of course, the headlines don't show any of that data. They just throw out these curated talking points that then make its way to virtually every legacy media outlet, not only here in the States, but around the world. But still, that caught a lot of attention, and then it just seems to be so validated when you see everybody posting about it in various magazines and articles and papers and, and of course, TV and all over social. So it seems true if you are not awake. And so, so much of this is going on right now, and I know that if you're listening to the show, you're fully awake, right? That that's just not the truth. Uh, there's so much more to the story, especially around Neil Young threatening for his, you know, to have his music pulled unless, you know, the Joe Rogan podcast is pulled. There's obviously more to that story. He had a deal with BlackRock not long ago that acquired 50% of his music library rights to the tune of over $1 billion. And so he's beholden to his business partner, right? So let's look at that there. And same to be said for Joni Mitchell, where Brene Brown falls, and that's just what's currently going on just this week. Many, many are saying the same. So there's always more to the story. And so you and I know that, but the bottom line is is that it's still very easy to get caught up in all of the fear and anxiety. And, And that's just, again, one of the main reasons I wanted to come on today is offer a place to clear that out so that you can be sovereign and stay centered and grounded and not be in reaction, right? Especially when some of your smartest friends that you love dearly don't understand the whole story. They have a limited perspective because they're only catching the snapshots of these very manipulative and flat out lying headlines. It's remarkable. Another case in point, is the convoy, not only the Canadian convoy, but the American convoy that commenced today. And so the Canadian convoy, some say it was over 100,000 truckers, 500 miles long. That number has ranged. I've seen it anywhere from about 50 to 100K. That's still a lot. I don't care what you say, right? And in the meantime, they traveled from east to west, north and south, all to commence at the parliament, which would be equivalent to, you know, D.C. and our White House. And their demand is pretty straightforward. Lift the mandates. We are for medical choice. Go get your vaccine if you want it. But don't require something that has so much risk for all. It's not fair. It's not legal. And it's unethical and we will no longer tolerate it. We are taking our power back. So what does that really mean? Well, the truckers 
especially that volume of truckers, they distribute goods and supplies around the country. So make no, no mistake, there will be a shortage, there will be a disruption in that supply chain. So at the very, very minimum, make sure that you and the people that you care about have enough supplies and goods, because guess what? These truckers were also able to generate over eight, this is as of January 31st, this number is growing, over $8 million in funds to support them staying at Parliament until their demands are met. They're now saying that they have enough funds to last anywhere from two to four years. That includes food, housing, supplies, and fuel if needed. Well, then Trudeau went into hiding, claims he got COVID. I don't believe a goddamn thing, and neither should you at this point, any single headline that comes out. And so there's that. But that causes more divisiveness, more polarization, more panic for those who haven't learned how to regulate our own nervous systems, right? And who aren't clear on who we are and what we stand for. The revolution has begun, my friends. It's here. And it's going to go on a while and it's going to get a lot worse. I've been saying this now for a few months. We are here. So make sure that you're okay. Make sure that you're prepared for. This goes for those of you who even might be curious and listening to this show and you're like, not buying any of this garbage. Well, still that message is for you. Get prepared. Always have a full tank of gas in your car. Have a chunk of cash just in case you can't access centralized banking because who knows. And of course, just basic things like food and water and household supplies. It's real. Then you've got the American convoy that commenced yesterday officially, and they're heading, tens and tens of thousands of truckers are heading, heading to D.C. Same demand. Lift the mandates. Why? Because we the people, and some are making some funny memes about this because Justin Trudeau said that it's just this very small fringe minority. It's nothing to look at, folks. Nothing serious happening here. Hmm, Really? Small fringe minority, 50 to 100K truckers who, because they are so supported by their community and by the constituents of Canada, raised over $8 million in just a few days' time. Hmm. So anyway, that is going on. But the reason I bring up that about the headline of the small fringe minority is because we, the people, are rising up and that's the only way this thing can change. But in the meantime, we've got to make sure that we've got our truth straight. So first of all, be very clear that the legacy media no longer has control over the narrative and also be clear that the narrative is curated by these global elites. Yes, the same people that own Neil Young's music rights are 50%. All of this you can look up, by the way, and I encourage you to do it. This is just obviously my opinion based on a lot of research, but go and look for yourself, right? And so... While this is going on, it would appear that the legacy media still has ownership and control, but everything is crumbling. You can see it. They're panicking now. And so things will get much more intense. But don't be fooled by these headlines and think that this is what the world is tuning into and the world is believing. There's two parts to this. I'm going to come back to the energy in a moment. So number one, this is really important. The show that I've been watching basically since I woke up, so this was March of 2021, The High Wire with Del Bigtree. I have been talking about him many times uh, in these solo episodes. Well, just to give you perspective, his viewership per episode is now 6.7 million people. 
and this is as of last week, so today is January 31st, as opposed to Anderson Cooper coming in at $1.26 million, as opposed to Rachel Maddow coming in at $2.5 million. So there's some real data. So while it looks like everyone is believing or seeing or subscribing to the mainstream media narrative, they're not, my friends. In fact, if I had a dollar, okay, maybe if I had $100 for every conversation that I've had over the past two weeks from friends that they're kind of in the middle of the mass formation concept. And let's just recap recap that very briefly. And this is not only by Dr. Mark McDonald, who wrote the book on mass delusional psychosis, but also Professor Desmond Matias, who who has studied this extensively for decades. So the the concept is that there's three camps, so to speak, of of people amongst humanity. And this is not just in America, this is around the world. You've got the one very small percentage that are, quite frankly, I'm just going to say it completely brainwashed. They have been indoctrinated very effectively and they're never going to be open or curious to anything outside of what comes out of the mouths of anyone in the mainstream media narrative, including, of course, our elected government officials and medical officials, et cetera. That's a very small percentage. Then you had another small percentage of people who were wide awake and not only awake to the jab, not causing trans or stopping transmission or infection early, early on, right? Because we were seeing so much of the data behind the scenes. Now that's a, a widely known truth that's come out even on CNN, but awake to what this actually all means and what the mandates lead to, which is, of course, the Great Reset. And I've given you lots of data and lots of information about how to go and look that up. My guess is you're already there with me because you're still tuning into this show, which is awesome. But bottom line is that if we think that everybody's still believing that, you're wrong because there's this, there's this middle group. And the middle group makes up for the majority. And the middle group, they're curious. They're a little open. And they may have gotten injected. They may have even gotten boosted, but they're beginning to hear too many things. They're beginning to see too much that just doesn't make sense. And now they're like, huh, wow, gosh, all those quote conspiracy theories that were being blasted and anyone who spoke about them banned and obliterated, right? Completely deplatformed a year, a year and a half ago. So much of that has come out even on mainstream media, as truth, i.e. the vaccines don't stop transmission or infection, i.e. that cloth masks do not work, are 0% effective, and so much more. The list goes on and on. So going back to that around the mainstream media narrative and understanding that we're in three camps and the $100 that if I had for every conversation I've been in recently, it's with the people in the middle. They've probably taken the shot or not, but they're not awake really to anything else. Not really spending any time on it. Don't really care. But now they're beginning to notice like, whoa, if I don't start to pay attention, then what I care about the most, which is my liberty, my freedom, and my ability to choose and not to be in a government dependent system, which is the great reset, I better wake up. So we're seeing that group more and more and more. So the $100 that I would give for every conversation is people saying something like, where do I start? Okay, I know you've been at this for about a year, but where do I begin? And I always tell everyone to go to the high wire. That's one of the, my, my greatest source of, sources of information. 
It's just incredible. As well as the Children's Health Defense run by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I also leave a lot of other resources in in numerous uh, past episodes. And so another thing that they say recently is, they say the people in the middle camp remember of mass formation, waking up, hearing things, a lot of things don't make sense. And this is the thing that I've heard over and over and over again. And it's, Michelle, I commend your bravery. I wish I could be so brave, but man, I'm beholden to my company. I don't want to run the risk of losing it. I'm beholden to my circle of friends or to my reputation in my society, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But keep doing what you're doing because I applaud your courage. And so that group, oh man, then certain people will actually follow up and say, you know what? I do want to take some time. I do want to learn more. I can see that this actually is important. Too many people that were never talking about this before in my world are now talking about it. Because remember, it's the three camps. Completely brainwashed. Hate to say it that way, but it's just unfortunately true. Then the completely awake (laughs) that just seem crazy. There's that camp and they're not. But for the longest time, just speaking to an opaque wall, absolutely no opening, no curiosity. Then you had the much larger group that is now going to join forces by a large percentage with the group that was fully awake from the beginning. And we can see it happening in the numbers. So I gave you the viewership per episode, the high wire as compared to like, for example, CNN, Anderson Cooper, which is their flagship anchor. But then there was something that came out last year, at the end of last year, and it was Q3 Nielsen ratings and Spotify ratings. And the Nielsen ratings had the Joe Rogan Experience podcast at 11 million per episode. That number is skyrocketed by now. They're saying that when we see the Q4 Nielsen ratings and Spotify ratings, it will double. Uh, As opposed to the next in line was Fox coming in at 3 million per episode. And then way down at the bottom was CNN And same thing, around 850,000 viewers. Whoa. And then, of course, you look at the the Dr. Robert Malone episode that that hit north of 50 million and then something similar for Dr. Robert, or excuse me, Peter McCullough. So those episodes went viral. There's a lot of heat around that. It's unfortunate. And who knows what Joe Rogan will ultimately do, but I know he stands for truth. And I know that Spotify is in a really bad position. So where they are currently as of January 31st is like, listen, have more dynamic and diverse conversations, but not going to stop with opposing opinions from some of the most credited, published, unbelievable physicians that know the space because they might have been a part of creating the space, right? He's not going to stop. Uh, and my guess is, is that if ultimately he does get shot, shut down by Spotify because they're losing so much and their stock is down over 25% as of today because of what's going on, just so much fear, so much panic, right? This happens. But because I've heard Joe Rogan on his podcast advise so many others that were that are currently facing a position that he may be facing. And he's like, dude, this is, he's usually talking to a guy, like to some writer or YouTuber or, or massive influencer or even doctor, scientist, you name it. Go start your own pay-per-view channel. And we're seeing more and more and more and more of that, wildly successful. And so my guess is, is that will 
be what Joe Rogan does if he is forced to make a choice. He's not going to be quiet. He will not allow himself to be censored. And I totally get it in more ways than I can explain. And I will share on a future episode what I mean by that. But what does this all mean for us? We're all sitting here, most of us, especially if you're tuned into Fire and Soul, scared, worried. Oh, shit. What's going to happen? Are people really believing this? No, they're not. They're being controlled. They're being manipulated. They're being blackmailed. They're being strong-armed. The people that they are doing that to are beholden to the global elite that are running the whole deal. And that's so important to remember. But the masses are no longer believing anything that comes out. I mean, the masses, still a, a certain percentage, but it's small of what comes out of legacy media. And legacy media includes, as I mentioned earlier, way beyond TV. Okay. It's articles in magazines and newspapers and social, etc. So now that we're sitting with all of this information, we're like, God dang it. Like, I don't know why, but I just feel like I'm on edge. I, I'm just feeling kind of crazy or really full of fear. Is this thing going to really work out? And it reminds me of a conversation that I had with one of my closest girlfriends yesterday. And she said, cause she's actually, she was in the middle camp, didn't get the shots. Her kids got the shots. Her ex-husband got the shots. She did everything in her power to try to avoid her children getting the shots, but it was a battle that she just could not win. And ultimately she surrendered to realizing and recognizing that her children have made their own choice and it's theirs. The end of the day, guys, it's always about choice. We cannot blame anyone for our choice or Shame anyone for the choice they made. Just don't try to force that one and only choice that has so much risk on everyone. Seems fair enough to me. Nevertheless, there's a lot going on. So in my conversation with with my dear friend, just yesterday actually, she was like, I'm just waking up to so much more, right? She's known for over a year, even though she didn't get the jab, about what was going on. But she never really spent any time getting herself educated and informed, which is, of course, what I've been saying on this mic for many, many months, so that you don't feel so confused. You can connect the dots. You can link the trail. You're like, oh, that's why Neil Young put up that threat. Okay. Oh, that's what's really going on with the viewership per episodes and what's really happening with the true narrative getting out to the masses. Oh, right. And so she has been doing that. She's been diving in. It's so fun because she shares resources and now she's sharing stuff that I didn't even see. And I'm like, yes, cool. Thank you for that. I'm going to dive into that. And that's what happens. It's very empowering. It's so, it's incredible. When you are so wide awake and you can see through all the bullshit, that is a very empowering state. And also when you learn to not get caught up in the fear and the anxiety. So I'm going to come to the clearing in a moment. But she said to me, you know, now that I'm discovering so much more of what's really going on, how do you stay so calm? How do you stay what looks like so peaceful and in such a beautiful, loving state? And it was a beautiful reflection to hear back, but I had to actually think about it because it had been so long since I had felt that caught up in massive anxiety and fear and panic. So anyway, I shared with her just, you know, a snapshot of more of uh, the depths of of the inner work that I did in the midst of my awakening, especially July, August, September, October. 
And a lot of that was highlighted here on past solo episodes. Ultimately, what that allowed me access to was to my sovereignty, not to this life, this body, this personality, this name, Michelle, but my soul actually was able to reclaim ownership over this experience on planet earth. That's just the only way I know how to describe it. It got so spiritual. And ultimately, and I know I've shared this with you in the past, I faced my own mortality, especially when I was really full of fear and I was really wanting to face it, feel it and transmute it. And this was months, months ago, feels like a lifetime ago, but that's how quick everything can change when we decide and we commit and we're devoted to our own awakening. I'm talking soul awakening, not just to like the data and what's happening in the world. When I did that and I faced my mortality, then I realized like even if I die and I no longer am on this physical plane known as earth, nothing can hurt, harm or endanger my soul. And when you get to that place, you're completely liberated because you're, it's like, all right, let's go. I'm all in, right? And that's a very empowering place to be. And so because of that, I was able to uh, circumvent what I used to feel all the time and what so many more are feeling at that 100x level right now, which is a fear of uncertainty and a fear of our own pain. So the uncertainty right now is like all future, 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 right? So you've got the two sides of the narrative and they're both buckling down on their reasons why it needs to be this way, even though there's one very large majority of that narrative now, and there's a much, much smaller and diminishing side of that narrative. And I believe it'll actually go away, but it's just one battle in the long war. And we all know that. But there's a lot of uncertainty. But when you can learn to empower your own light within and be certain within yourself that you are sourced, provided for, and protected in every step of your journey. And what I mean by that is I've shared here very vividly about my alliance, my divine team, my angels and my guides, and the ascended masters that are around me all the time. And I call on them regularly. And I just know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay, including if that means, I'll just say it, death. When you can face that kind of a thought or an idea or concept, then there's nothing that can have any power over you. People say, but what about my job? Or what about my relationship? Or what about this? And what about that? It's always choice. Always. But when we learn to empower our own light and we can face any of the hard stuff, we get stronger and stronger and stronger. And so then it's not even like an effort anymore. You're not even having to think about how you're intending to be versus reacting. You're just being. And when you know that you're so loved and so supported and so divinely protected and guided all the time, well, then it actually allows you to make space for joy. And the fun stuff. I remember recording an episode not long ago, maybe a couple of months ago, and it was just like, okay, I couldn't even relate to things being fun or funny anymore. Well, I'm past that phase. So if you're still in that phase or getting really caught up right now because of all the headlines and all the divisiveness that's just on steroids, then find a way in which you can learn to just soothe your central nervous system. Tap into the divine alliance that's always present. You can do that through meditation, through breath work, through time in nature, and unplugging from your devices. 
I've spent more time out in the backyard looking up at trees and clouds and listening to birds and wind chimes over the past five months than I ever have in my life. And guess what? That kind of soul nurturance is why my friend is saying, well, how are you able to just kind of flow through this with what looks like is nothing but joy and peace and love radiating from your heart? And there's been some really hard stuff that's happened over these past many weeks. But I have such unwavering faith in my own ability to prevail and in humanity's ability to prevail. And you know what? It's a coin toss. You can go either way, but why not go with faith and optimism and certainty in the uncertainty that you're going to be okay. And the last little piece before I give you the clearing exercise, if you want, is what I shared with my friend uh, who asked about that. And I, and I shared with her that I've been now playing with my divine team. So I have this nightly ritual and it's after I've, you know, unplugged everything and I'm just lying either on the living room couch or in my bed and I'm in a really relaxed state and I'm just grateful, grateful, grateful. And I love to ask my, I call them my A team, (laughs) my angelic team. Um, Sometimes I'll ask them for, can you, like first I always express my gratitude. Thank you, angels. Thank you, guides. Thank you, angels. Thank you, guides. And I don't just say it. I really feel it. There's reverence for my divine team. It's been guiding me every day of my life. And then I'll recall the day. And I'll notice like, oh man, if I hadn't turned it that light just then, I wouldn't have made it into that parking spot to get in that line at the grocery store where that person said, hey, would you let me pay for your entire grocery cart today? That didn't happen to me. It happened to my mom. But you see what I mean? You start to look back on any given day and you're like, wow, all of that had to be synced up. Some would call it coincidence. I would call it grace. Again, you get to choose on all of this. And so I'll recall my day and I'll be like, oh yeah, then that happened. Or like, oh, I remember that little nuanced moment with a butterfly. Or, oh man, I remember when that cloud took a new formation in the sky and it reminded me of my friend Frank Clark because that one cloud turned orange. But I wouldn't have looked up if I hadn't felt the bird fly right across my face. I'm just looking at my phone, right? Heads down as so typical of many of us these days. But the bird flies right in front of my face and I'm like, whoa. And the angels and guides say that the sign symbols and synchronicities and especially atypical behavior of an animal are indicators to pay attention. So I've been noticing a lot for months now. So I'm like, whoa, I really felt like I could feel the energy of the flap of the wing of this particular bird that was so close to my nose that for me, that felt like an atypical behavior. So I'm looking down at my phone and instead I just decide, I'm like, okay, am I supposed to look up? (laughs) And I look up and the sky is completely clear, not a cloud in sight, except for this one little cloud over the roof of a house about a half a mile down the road. And I noticed that this cloud is like the orange color. And my friend Frank, he was all about Mr. Orange and the color orange in spiral dynamics. 
and this cloud was orange. And I just like, I took a big deep breath and I was like, Frank, is that you? And the cloud started to just emanate this unbelievably beautiful, bright color orange. And it got brighter and brighter and brighter. And I was like, I'm getting the chills actually right now as I say this to you. My truth bumps are coming. I know it was true. Frank was there. The the bird flew across my nose. That was my angels and my guide saying, look up, pay attention. You're being loved on right now. You're being attuned to right now. And the cloud, the only cloud in the sky that was small was orange. And then as soon as I acknowledged it and I said, through a deep breath, Frank, is that you? And then it got brighter and brighter and brighter. I was like, and I just burst into tears, like of gratitude, right? Of like joy and gratitude. Like, it is you. Well, hello, my friend. Oh man, thank you for being with me right now. And then it got brighter and brighter and brighter, kind of like a, yes, like a namaste. I see you too, my friend. And then make no joke, totally truth right here. The cloud disappeared. Now, my friends, I have so many of those things happening right now. Going back to the nights, my, my nightly routine with my, with my divine team. So sometimes as I've recalled the day and I've noticed the signs, symbols, and synchronicities, and I've given gratitude, I've paid reverence. Then sometimes if I want, I'll say, ah, angels and guides, can you show me what it feels like to feel really loved? Because what's on the opposite side of the fear? It's love. And when there's love, there is no fear. So if we learn to fill ourselves up with love every single day, then we're going to experience less and less and less fear. So going back to my friend's comment of like, how are you able to just seemingly glide through this time with so much peace and joy and love radiating from your being? And it's like, because I fill myself up with love every day. I literally give so much love and I feel so much love. So then my angels and my guides will respond. And there's this expanded state of consciousness. And I just feel unbelievably loved to the point where I just, the tears flow because I know how loved I am. After I've given gratitude, like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's just so incredible. Wow. Then I'll sometimes ask to be shown what it's like to love, to love as deep as I've ever loved before. And I'll be shown that experience. And it's so beautiful. And then sometimes I'll ask for confirmation. And I learned a lot of this from Michael Sandler's Inspire Nation on YouTube. Definitely give him a follow if called. And some of the guests that he has on, including Suzanne Geisman and Belinda Womack. So what I've learned is you can ask, this is what Suzanne Geisman teaches. She was a former Navy commander turned psychic medium and mystic. She's just incredible. And grew up atheist and agnostic, both parents and like, whoa, and had her awakening at 27 years old in her Saturn return. So anyway, I just resonate with this woman's teaching so much, but she said that you can ask for evidence that your angels and guides are there and you can ask for a very specific request. So the first time that I did this, and I'll just share one example, but I have dozens of these over the past couple of months. After I I was able to feel the experience of of loving and being loved, then I, I was just like, whoa, the energy was so rich. And it was like this cocoon of so much bliss just at my house on a random Tuesday night. And so I was like, well, let me put it to the test. If 
My team is here with me in the room. Can you let me know by making that wall right there? And I pointed to the wall, so I didn't even say it. That wall and that corner making a a very abrupt, atypical noise. And I am not kidding. Five seconds later, pow! It was like, you know how sometimes when, when a wall settles and you'll hear a little crack or a little pop? This was like in that corner, pow! I was like, holy smokes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being in communication with me. So I am completely convinced there is no disputing this for me. Again, all my choice. So that is how I I move forward with so much faith. I'm supported. doesn't matter what goes down in the state of California where things are absolutely a little batshit crazy right now with some of the the new laws they're trying to pass. And out of his mind, governor, um, who still has us under a state of emergency. And meanwhile, he's hanging out with celebrities and athletes with no mask and in large groups, no social distance. But yet we've got to be under all the mandates. And it's just incredible, right? And so how do I flow through it? Well, I choose to focus on where I'm going. I, I'm focused on, on the future that I want to create. And I know that I have an entire team supporting me along the way. So how do you clear the energy? When you sometimes could get caught up in conversations, in the polarized points of view, in the headlines that you just might assume that everyone is following, how can they? It feels so criminal, right? And it is. And it's so easy to get caught up in that or then to even make fun of the people. Like I saw someone that's actually a friend of mine just tearing Brene Brown down. It's like, well, that's not it either. You know what I mean? It's just, well, it's not how I would operate. It's his choice. But I believe that everybody's going to have an opportunity to see the decisions they made. That's not helpful, in my opinion. Let her be her and I'll be me. And I know the truth will prevail. Period. Game over. I'm in a different arena than apparently she is. And that is okay. So how do you clear? Well, here's some steps. And you can write this down if you've got a pen and paper. If you can, obviously you're not operating a vehicle, steps to clear your energy. Number one is you can, my goodness, you can close your eyes and you can begin to visualize. I like to visualize a golden light around me. Some call it a, a, a blue light, especially if you're tuning to Archangel Michael or a white light, but this beautiful golden light around you. Then you call upon your chosen cultural representatives. It could be God, could be Jesus, Buddha, Mary Muhammad, white eagle, white owl, or anything that you know. Like, for example, I know that I have certain people that have passed, like Frank Clark, that are now a part of my ascended master tribe. I also call on God a lot. Not going to lie. It's not this old ideological idea of God, this white man with a white beard. It's this divine love, divine consciousness that I am not separate from. And anytime that I've been scared or needed to release any demonic entities or attachments on me, and I spoke a lot about that in Sovereignty or this episode, if you want to circle back to that, the first thing that I said is, God, 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 because those negative forces can't live within the realm of divine love. Remember, we talked about that love or fear. They're operating off of fear and only fear, and they thrive on our fear. So when we're experiencing more fear, like so many people right now, the entities attach. There's a resonance there. There's an opening there. They can get into you, into your dream state, in your lucid state, in your psychedelic state, et cetera, et cetera. So you've got to be sovereign all the time. And when you feel 
feel like there's something that kind of, that's kind of off. You're in more reaction versus intention. You're not able to have sovereignty over your soul and your focus and your choices. Do this clearing. So those negative entities, those are real. It's a true epidemic on our three D earth. Don't forget, we are in a 3D world. There are supposedly hundreds of thousands, if not maybe millions that are in the 5D consciousness that have reincarnated on uh, planet earth. But for the most part, out of the near 8 billion of us, we're living in 3D, which is duality, love and fear. Okay. So if those entities have attached to you, and most likely they have, it shows up in addiction, it shows up in fear, it shows up in resisting, looking at truth, it shows up in old patterns of people pleasing, anything that's toxic and no longer serves you, right? The addiction right there in and of itself is enough. That's an entity aligning with you with an opening. Tell those entities, you don't have to give them a name, That they are healed and forgiven, lifted and enlightened. I would add begone. That's what I did in Sovereignty or this. Tell them that they are now surrounded with Christ consciousness and divine love. That will begin to dissipate their vibration and hold on you. Ask your chosen representatives, whether again, it's your ascended masters, maybe an archangel, God, Mother Mary, It's going to be someone for you. And the more that you begin to attune to your angels and guides, the more that you will be clear. I know that Archangel Shamuel is working with me a lot. He is the messenger of divine love, one who seeks to know divine love. And that's what this year is about for me with my one word intention of awakening. I don't need any more data, although I like to be up to date. It's the awakening to the truth of who I am as a soul. The same soul that I met eye to eye in the mirror after I did that little mini exorcism to release all of the final demonic entities that were hanging on, that was showing up with so much fear and anxiety way back in September and October. Again, sovereignty or this episode. Very intense, but very helpful for many and my biggest download of all time. So then you can ask your chosen representative to take these negative entities to their perfect place. You don't know where that might be. Ask that all negative thought forms and limiting mental concepts be dissolved and lifted into the light of truth. Ask that all psychic and or karmic bonds be severed and close their auras, i.e. energy, to all but spirit of the highest vibration. And then repeat this process over and over until you feel clear. Let me go over it again. Close your eyes and visualize a white, blue, or golden light around you. Call upon your chosen cultural representatives. Tell the entities that are negative and harmful that they are healed and forgiven, lifted, and enlightened. Number four, tell them that they are healed and surrounded with the Christ consciousness and divine love. Ask your chosen representative, this is step five, to take them to their perfect place. You don't know what that is. Number six, ask that all negative thought forms and limiting mental concepts be dissolved and lifted into the light of truth. Number seven in the final step, ask that all psychic or karmic bonds be severed and close the auras to all but spirit of the highest vibration. And that will be different for each and every one of you. And do it over and over and over again in your morning routine, your morning meditation, in your evening routine. That's when mine's most potent because I like to sleep peacefully through the night. And let me tell you, I wake up gratitude on my heart, put my hands on my heart, and I say, thank you, angels. Thank you, guides. How would you have me serve in my highest 
today. See, I've cleared all the energy through the night because I'm learning so much right now that a lot of the benevolent forces that are here to liberate humanity, and yes, this is deep and it's out there, woo, but if you're listening to this podcast, you get it. They're working with, with us in our dream state because that's where we're most surrendered and they have access to those who are willing and able to receive. So can you increase your capacity to not only receive your divine alliance support, but also can you get be intentional with all the madness that's going to get a lot crazier with the headlines and the banning and the deplatforming and the canceling? You're going to see some of the people that you've thought were giving you the truth turn out to be the ones who aren't. You're going to find out that the ones who you thought weren't are. You're going to see a lot of the good guys, the truth tellers who have risked everything get completely banned. But guess what happens, my friends? You know this. They explode somewhere else. Don't get caught up in the fear and the worry that like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen if people actually believe these headlines? Regulate your own nervous system. Make that be your number one priority because it will in fact be your potency to thrive and prevail in this time because this is not a short war. It's going to be a while. I don't know how long. I gave up on timelines and outcomes and even specific ideas a long time ago. But in general, there is a vibrational lift when you start to attune to faith over fear, love over fear. And that's, of course, my wish for you today. So come join us over in the Awakened Collective. It's a Telegram channel if you feel called. And next week, I'm bringing on the very woman who inspired me to step into my power and change my podcast and to speak for truth. Her name is Ruby Freeman. And if you recall that episode way back, which was standing for the truth that I serve, it's when I took a stark turn on this podcast. And uh, I talked about her book, Potent Leadership. So we're going to talk about her book and what she's meant for me. And she's got all kinds of incredible potent truths for you today. Uh, not today, next week. And uh, I'm really excited to bring that one to you as well. So continue to stay free, my friends, sending you so much love and keep your vibration lifted, clean and clear. Much love. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.